This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. April 23rd, 2021, 19-year-old Durante Martin left his home in the company of some of his friends from high school. And what ends up happening, Captain, is in the morning hours, in the wee hours of the night, a 911 call explaining that this young man has shot himself, killed himself in someone's attic. And that is the home of James Wade. And we brought up all the questions and a lot of the rumors concerning this case. And a lot of those questions are from the general public. We were able to present some of our own and may have some more as we continue to go through this investigation. Durante Martin's family commissioned a private autopsy. This is a second autopsy because they're not happy with the findings from the first that somehow concluded without providing any information or details that the young man killed himself. They took it upon themselves to commission a private autopsy. This would be conducted by Dr. Jane Turner, who is a seasoned, no-nonsense forensic pathologist who spent years with the St. Louis Medical Examiner's Office. She has more than 21 years' experience conducting these types of autopsies. Her autopsy found that Durante was shot in the left temple. Now, this alone does not indicate suicide. Some have pointed out that Durante was right-handed and that it would be more likely that he would be shot in the right temple if he shot himself, but he broke his right wrist just weeks before his death and had to have surgery to repair this injury. At the time of his death, his right arm was in a cast. So it makes sense that he would 
more easily hold a gun to his left temple if in fact that's what happened and pull the trigger rather than his right temple. But Dr. Turner's report said, quote, there are no findings on my examination of a contact gunshot wound or a near contact gunshot wound or a near gunshot wound or close or even intermediate. Okay. That's a lot of jargon there. A lot of words to basically say that her findings are that he was not shot at close range. And if one was going to shoot themselves, they have to do so at short, at close range. Unless you have those really stretchy arms and legs like that guy in the comic Stretch books. Armstrong. This entrance wound is what would be called in forensic pathology a distant entrance wound. The end of the gun would have had to have been, this is per the doctor, would have had to have been two or three feet or more away from Durante. She explained that with a contact gunshot wound, you'll see an imprint of the muzzle on the skin, and here she did not see that. And apparently there was no evidence on Durante's skin that the gun was fired at close range either. Now, per KSDK, we're going to dive into this a little bit more so we all have a great understanding of why the first autopsy could be wrong. And this could also mean that witness statements provided to the police are wrong as well. Again, we don't have those to review. We don't know if anybody was saying they were in the room with this young man when the gun went off. But per KSDK, a self-inflicted gunshot wound leaves behind several key indicators. An imprint of the muzzle of the gun, if it's held directly against the skin. Held slightly further away, soot from the muzzle flash of a gun will land on the skin. Held slightly further than that, and stippling, or the deposition of the gun to the skin where the powder abrades or scrapes the surface of the skin leaves little punctures or red marks. Durante Martin had none of those things present on his person. One thing that Dr. Turner did not mention in the news report about the second autopsy was whether she found any GSR, any gunshot residue on Durante's left hand or either hand for that matter, if the gun was really fired from as far away as Dr. Turner postulates, then he could not have shot himself. But GSR on his hands might call that finding into question. We got to point out something here about GSR, gunshot residue. It doesn't always mean that the person that if you find gunshot residue on someone, it does not always mean that they fired a gun. It just means they were in the presence of a gun being fired. They're in the proximity. But again, inside of the hand or outside of the hand, to me, it would make a big difference. Yes, of course. And it should. It would back up what the sheriff's department's findings were, or at right. least what they concluded. So it's kind of kind of sad that we don't have that information. Right. And of course, if he didn't have any gunshot residue on either hand, then that backs up what the family believes. Right. So it, it gets it gets a little dicey when it comes to gunshot residue, but what does not seem to be dicey to me is we have two quote-unquote experts in their field, and they're reaching two different determinations, two, they're two different conclusions. 
unless this other person that performed the original autopsy believes that somehow Durante held the gun three feet from him and was able to shoot himself, Mm. which I don't know how that works. Again, we know nothing about the gun too. Why not know if what kind of gun it is? Because if, if this were shotgun or a rifle, that puts into question a whole lot of different things rather than if it's a small, easily, you know, a small handgun armed with the second autopsy report, captain Durante's mother, Erica raised some of her questions to deputy Adams, the one that she was told to speak with. And again, we have some of the transcripts from their conversation here. We have deputy Adams who says the initial report was an apparent suicide. That is not the final conclusion. What? You posted it on your Facebook page. Doesn't that seem a little irresponsible? As an irresponsible person myself, I can easily cite other people who are irresponsible. Are they ever going to give the final conclusion? Well, we're going to get into that. And this is an even more bizarro answer. Uh, Erica then says to Deputy Adams, because if that's the case, you shouldn't have even said it was suicide. Because you know why, because you didn't even have the information. She's basically saying what you and I are saying, Captain. If you're telling us now that's not the final conclusion, why did you even bother to say it in the first place? Yeah, everybody wants to seem so smart, right? We need to teach humans that it's okay to question things. It's okay to not have all the answers. It's, that, is, that is the smarter approach. It's better to come out and say, we don't have all the evidence, so we can't make a comment instead of just going, well, well, we think it's suicide. And now you have to backpedal on everything that you have said. CSN said, teach the children well. And I think that's just what you (laughs) said, my friend. Erica then called the sheriff's back, the sheriff's office back and demanded to know why. She wrote that Durante died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound in the April 29th press release. And here's from the transcript. Sheriff McCutcheon, I didn't put that it was a suicide. I put that preliminary evidence, and then she's cut off by Erica, who says, what preliminary evidence, right? We're not presented with what that is in her statement. And the sheriff replies, the evidence that we got at the scene, ma'am. Again, this keeps... This keeps leading me to believe that this must be eyewitness statements, right? Or ear witness statements, people that were in the home at the time that this went down, people that were still there. Let's, let's talk about that. People that were still there after emergency services were called. How many people ducked out of that place before someone agreed? Okay. Now it's okay to call nine one one because from the nine one one call itself, It sounds to me when he's asked James Wade, now maybe he doesn't know because it sounds like he may not know or he's putting it on for the call, but maybe he doesn't know. Maybe it is as he said. He just went upstairs after hearing it and doesn't know if the the person on the ground is on the floor is breathing or not because he asked someone in the background, but the response later is the, uh, the operators being told, no, he's not breathing. Is there a chance that whatever happened happened, went down, and somebody decided to wait until he was not breathing to make that call. Right. People get the opportunity to duck out of that place before 
anyone with a badge can show up. Erica questions the sheriff, what was the preliminary evidence? And of course, the sheriff says, I can't give you that, ma'am. It's still under investigation. Well, again, your office, you released, you made the press release stating that this was a self-inflicted gunshot wound, yet behind the scenes, you were telling the family of Durante that it's a still, it's still an open investigation. Which is it? That doesn't make any sense. So round and round in circles we go. As for the official coroner's report on Durante's manner of death, Coroner Fallis told the local NBC channel that he was waiting for the tox, the toxicology report, before deciding whether it was a suicide or a homicide. It's not really clear to us how the toxicology report would clear things up unless it showed that Durante was drugged somehow. An article on KSDK's website made reference to there being alcohol at the party. As we saw earlier, Carrie Wade denied that there was alcohol. Others say that there was, but she did not deny that drugs were involved. One of the more persistent rumors on Facebook is that Durante was given meth at the party, perhaps by someone on the inner circle of the Wades or someone in the Wade clan themselves. And he freaked out. So let me make sure I'm following you this correctly. They're at this party or gathering or whatever the hell you want to call it. Cause nobody knows nobody's coming forward. And like you said, there's some people online saying, Hey, I was there, but they need to start naming names. We need to know everybody that was there. And, and so he takes some drugs or was given some drugs that's one of the rumors that maybe, in fact, it was a self-inflicted gunshot wound that was the result of him being given drugs, right? given and meth. In, and going into some kind of psychosis. From one of the Wades. They don't specifically say James Wade. There, there are some rumors that specifically say James Wade, but most of them say one of the Wades. And But then how did he get the gun? Did he freak? Again, that's a, yeah. a good question. <laughs> here, here's you bring what we're up a do. good question we're gonna feed this guy a bunch of drugs enough to send him into psychosis and hand him a gun and then tell him to go play in the attic i mean if that is the case the, you're, you're still responsible for the death for the sake of for the sake of his mother can't you as as the sheriff at least say you're asked directly by her about the gun can you at least just say who owned the gun or even you know what i would be I would prefer an honest answer of, I don't know. We don't know who owned right. the gun other than we can't tell you that ma'am. It's still an open investigation. Uh, well then why the F did you post on your Facebook page that my son shot himself? When every time I ask you a question, I'm being told you don't have an answer for me or you do know the answer, but cannot tell me because it's an open investigation. Well, this family shouldn't be reading anything about the case that they don't already that they already haven't had a conversation with the sheriff department that's called doing your job we're going to contact them we're going to talk to them about our findings then we're going to take our findings and put them on facebook here's the other thing captain we have the original coroner well the the coroner who per performed the original autopsy saying well, we haven't made a final conclusion, won't have our final answer until we receive the toxicology report. 
Durante died in late April. We really should have a toxicology report done yeah. by now, allowing if the, if it really is necessary, allowing the coroner to finalize his report and make a definitive ruling on the cause and manner of this young man's death. Well, so what's what's taking so long? In fairness to the, the sheriff's department, they probably already have it. They're just trying to find a way to. Um, change it and alter it to fit their narrative. I will throw something in favor of the sheriff's department here. I don't want to lay it on too thick one way or the other, especially when we do have facts to present that show some due diligence on their behalf. And this is that the Missouri state highway patrol was asked to review Madison County's investigation of this case so Durante's family, of course, was disappointed to learn that on May 21st, the Missouri State Highway Patrol, they concurred with the initial findings of suicide. So Again, then, show the family the evidence. Exa- you're exactly right, you Captain. And, it's, it's, and, and, and what you said is, is they agreed with their initial findings, which the sheriff is saying, well, yeah, we have some initial findings, but we're not done. I can't. So then, why are you even bringing in somebody to check out your initial findings? Wait till they're all the findings are out there, and then bring somebody in to double check. I mean, it's 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 beyond ridiculous. And look, would this happen if this supposed suicide was one of Mister Racist Wade's kids? Would there be a thorough investigation if it was one of them? Well, and I can appreciate the sheriff's department allowing another agency to take a look yeah. at that. I, I do. I, and, and you know, I recommend that in cases that even seem to be open and shut cases. There's nothing wrong with, if you got everything right with another agency, taking a look at it, at something. And sometimes more eyes on something can only help a situation. Racial justice advocates have been outraged by what they perceive to be as a hush-hush investigation of Durante's death. This has been led by activist Reverend Daryl Gray of St. Louis, but there was about 100 demonstrators that recently staged a protest march in Fredericktown. Reverend Gray told amp.ibtimes.com that during the protest, counter-protesters hurled two nooses at the demonstrators and chanted racial slurs at them. So it's easy to see how tensions could boil over in this case. And then we have to factor in, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but to dive into it a little bit more here, Captain, this area of Missouri, Fredericktown, it has known KKK activity. And reportedly, you know, if that's going on, then there's there's a portion of the population that's that's racist, actively racist there. It also has a big meth trade. These things are terrible by themselves, let alone put together. And on top of that, it's always been rumored that maybe this big meth trade going on in this area is controlled by white nationalists who do not like outsiders. Basically, what I'm laying down here is from an outsider looking in, this appears to me to be an area that is dangerous for people of different backgrounds. 
Now, even in the year 2020, Black Lives Matter protests were met with white counter protesters carrying nooses and chanting KKK beliefs. And for anybody in that general area the, or the, the, the great state of Missouri, if you want to challenge me on this, you can. You're, you're from there. You would know better than me. But I back up some of my statements with this statement that this area of Missouri was also home to Frank Ancona, a Missouri Ku Klux Klan leader shot to death by his wife in 2017. Frank Ancona proudly held the title of Imperial Wizard of the traditionalist American Knights of the KKK based in Park Hills, Missouri. So if you want to tell me that this is not a Klan hotbed, I'm going to have a hard time believing you. Back to the Madison County Sheriff's Facebook page. Since this situation, we have people on there that are angrily calling for Sheriff McCutcheon to resign and demanding answers in the Durante Martin investigation. So far, there has been nothing but silence from the sheriff since the April 29th post about the shooting and the preliminary determination of suicide. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL learning. Kids can learn at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me, but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com slash garage. Visit IXL.com slash garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out IXL.com slash garage today. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. 
All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. Save a lot of money with Mint Mobile. Get their great mobile wireless service delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. That's premium service at a great price. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash TCG. That's mintmobile.com slash TCG. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash TCG. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. I am new to Factor, and I have been loving every minute of it. I have a problem, and it's called lunch. Some days I need to pack a lunch and some days I work from home. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm on the go, Factor is fueling my lunch from now on. Head to factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 and use code truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code truecrimegarage50 at factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, we are back. Cheers, mates. Cheers to everybody. Up top and in the back and in the middle, if you're nasty, cheers to you, the Billy Goat. Maybe the captain's back, but I'm leaving. <laughs> I'll finish this episode by myself. Look, we try not to be in the business of spreading rumors about the cases that we cover. We always, and I think any longtime listener of this show knows how it goes down here in the garage. We 100% prefer to address the known facts of a case and perhaps offer up a little bit of our own thoughts and theories based off of those facts along the way. Here in this Durante Martin 
death investigation. We are missing so many of the facts that this has been a very difficult task. And there are also so many rumors. Look, some of this stuff, I feel like when there's this many rumors, some of them have to be true or there's some truth in them somewhere along the way. Mm -hmm. So there are so many rumors about the involvement of James Wade and or a cover up that it's it's hard to know really what's true and what's not true. And we don't have any authority clearing that up for us in this Durante Martin case. But we have seen people's comments posted on the Madison County Sheriff's Facebook page to the effect that there is indeed some type of cover-up going on. There are allegations from more than one person online that when the police showed up at this scene in James Wade's attic, it had already been cleaned. We mentioned that possibility earlier along the way when we were discussing what little-known facts are in this case, did somebody wait a little long to call 911? Did they make sure that whoever they didn't want talking to the police couldn't? Did they make sure whoever was responsible or set this guy up had an opportunity to leave? Right. So they wouldn't get tripped up. They wouldn't get caught in saying, statements that contradicted statements of other individuals at the house that night. And Durante was found in a tiny closet. That's another rumor. Again, we don't know about the gun. We don't know the specifics about the attic, but the, one of the strong rumors out there is that Durante was found in a tiny closet and that lots of people were at this party and no more than what they are saying. Of course, well, it's just so disappointing. We're in 2021, and yes, we have come a long way, but when is it just going to become, it's, it is the human race. Like, it is one entity. Like We're losing the race. Yeah, it's like, when, <laughs> when are we going to just come together and just, just knock it off? It's like, yeah, there, there are some culture different, cultural differences here and there, but we're still the human race. One race. So we mentioned earlier that there was a possible second suicide that took place on this property. Um, and that's per James Wade's words mm -hmm. uh, in response to something. So that seems to be somewhat backed up. I'm not going to say, I, I don't think that it would be fair to sit here in our garage and say 100% that that's true. So I throw out this call to action because I spent a lot of time trying to figure out if this could in fact be true because often where there's smoke, there's fire. And if you were to tell me that two people committed suicide on this man's property in recent years, well, then I would say there's smoke and I would want to know more about it. So the information I could find is this, is that a, um, a man named Nick Lowry died in 2014 and that's about as much as I could find. I couldn't find any type of news coverage or news information on this. I'm throwing that name and that year out there as a kind of call to action to people in the garage, joining us in the garage this week, that if you are from that area or if you know anything or could find out anything in regards to this other potential incident, let us know, fill us in. 
fill in everybody on the blog, on our blog, on truecrimegarage.com. And again, it's one of those things where this little piece of information could be something, could, could be something huge. Again, if there's smoke, often there is fire. And I want to know how that investigation went down. Again, if there's being drugs passed around that are, are, you know, could cause psychosis, and that is the reason why this other suicide took place, again, whoever's dealing out these drugs and whoever's around these people are, are now responsible for their murders. Those, to me, they're not suicide, but it's not self-inflicted, if that makes any sense. And this is also a big warning to everyone and a good reminder to everyone don't ingest things that are made by people that you don't know. Right. Who knows what the heck's in them? Don't be buying stuff on the street and putting it into your body because you're not in control of what happens after you drop that thing. Mm-hmm. KSDK, who we have referenced multiple times throughout these two episodes here in the garage, has done gangbusters work on this story, on covering this true crime story. And I think that they've really done a great job of presenting it in a fair manner. Now, one thing we've said some pretty negative stuff about James Wade along the way, but one thing I will give him credit for where we have a sheriff's department who is not saying anything, at least he doesn't duck the cameras and he does do interviews and answers some questions when presented with questions about this case. So to give everybody a little bit of uh, taste and feel for what KSDK has done on this case, we'll provide you with the following clip where you will hear Durante's football coach start off the clip and tell us some good things about this young man. But along the way, you will also hear suspicions by family and friends, and you will hear from James Wade himself. Uh, he was really good. He, he, you know, he played defensive line for us. And Durante Martin loved his team. You know, he's always happy and good. You know, the kids are always putting smiles on the kids' face. That's what I remember most about him. The 19-year-old graduated last year from Central High School in Park Hills, where Friday night lights burn bright. Corey Schweiss was his coach. You know, we won a couple conference championships with him, uh, anchoring that defensive line and. Uh, he had some really good buddies on the team. Durante's cousin, Isaiah Johnson, was one of them. He was great. He was aggressive. He was very athletic for his size. I mean, he could do a lot of things that other big boys like him couldn't do. Durante's family said he was hoping to play college ball. Now he'll never get the chance. Durante was found dead in this home in Fredericktown last month with a gunshot wound to his head. Investigators initially ruled it a suicide. Those who knew him find it hard to believe. You know what? There's no way Durante committed suicide. There's just no way. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to accept it. Two days before he died, Durante's mother said friends picked him up in St. Louis. He told her he was going to see his grandmother in Park Hills. He never came to my house. And that's the last time I heard from him. Coach Schweiss saw him just weeks ago and had a conversation that makes his loss that much more of a mystery. He was happy, he was, you know, the big old smile on his face. So, uh, you know, I asked him how everything was going. He said, great, he was having a good time. The I-Team has been looking into the death of Durante Martin for weeks. The 911 calls and the shocking results of an independent autopsy tonight at 10. For the I-Team, Christine Byers, five on your side.
There's a mystery growing in Madison County, Missouri, where investigators initially thought Durante Martin took his own life. The 19-year-old's family says, though, it does not add up. And now there's new information that supports their claim. Tonight, the man who called 911 and an expert who believes Durante was shot from a distance are talking only to the I-team's Christine Byers. He had the biggest, brightest smile, you know, just a smile that would just warm you up. Yeah. All right. Memories of her grandson quickly bring tears. It hurts my heart to know that somebody hurt my grandson. And possibly because of the color of his skin. Investigators say Kimberly Robinson's grandson, Durante Martin, died by suicide. She's not so sure. Durante was found dead in this Fredericktown home last month. In the weeks that followed, social media swirled with theories and accusations that the homeowner, James Wade, had something to do with it or knew more than he was letting on. I know I didn't do it. And I tried to help him, but nobody's talking about that. You know, they're just making up all this other stuff. I mean, they got me being everything from a racist serial killer to a big-time meth dealer. And, you know, I'm neither. Wade said he got home from a day of fishing about 30 minutes before he heard the shot. And I was downstairs, and I was, you know, he just shot himself. And I called 911 to try to help him. Initially, this was an open and closed case. Four days after Durante's death, the Madison County, Missouri Sheriff's Department announced preliminary evidence revealed the male subject died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Weeks later, the I-team asked for an update on the case from Sheriff Katie McCutcheon. In a statement, she wrote, the investigation is still ongoing. Do you believe this was a self-inflicted gunshot wound? There are no findings on my examination of a contact gunshot wound. Durante's family hired forensic pathologist Dr. Jane Turner to perform a second autopsy. After years with the St. Louis Medical Examiner's Office, she's now in private practice. The contact uh, gunshot wound You'll see an outline of the muzzle of the gun, an imprint of the muzzle of the gun on the skin. I didn't see those. The end of the gun would have been two or three feet or more away. This entrance wound is what would be called in forensic pathology as a distant entrance wound. It's the only answers Durante's mother has been given since his death. I can't stop crying, so I try not to cry. So, and then like I tell myself, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. And if this was you and this was your kid. Then we wouldn't be having this discussion because it would be, it wouldn't be a race thing. Can you understand the family's position in this? I can understand how they feel. I'd be angry too if I was hearing 25 stories. I'm just not involved in it. And I wish the cops would hurry up and make that clear to people. I mean, and as they lay Durante to rest, his family and friends have so many questions and so few answers. The true meaning of a friend, he was that to many. Somebody was not a friend to him. We tried to speak with the teenagers who were there the night Durante died. So far, none of them have gotten back to us. To learn more about Dr. Turner's autopsy findings, visit this story at ksdk.com. For the I-Team,
Christine Byers, five on your side. And again, like you said, I mean, <laughs> Mr. Wade wants us to uh, applaud him for calling 911. We'll not applaud you for that, but at least he is uh, communicating with anybody that's asking him questions. It seems like he's at least trying to be an open book about mm-hmm. all of this, which makes me more likely to believe his story that he came into the house, heard a gunshot, and then called 911, and maybe he doesn't have all the information of what actually went down. Exactly. That's certainly a possibility here. If we do believe him, if we are to take what he's saying and say, hey, we think he's being truthful here, then he was not in the room when this went down and may simply not know or not have all the answers himself. This is really a tricky case, and a lot of it is because there is reason to be suspicious, but also there's no real hardcore information to lead us in the right direction so we ourselves can come to the correct conclusion. Not a hasty conclusion like what the Sheriff's Department came up with or at least what they announced on their Facebook page and with the press release. One thing that really stood out to me in that news clip there was it was interesting, one, to hear James Wade, hear his voice other than the 911 call and hear him answer some of the tough questions, you know, because in the 911 call, there is no, there are no tough questions. If he's innocent and doesn't know what happened, then there are no tough questions. He's simply observing and telling and passing along what he's observed and, and maybe truly trying to get this young man Durante some help. But one thing that I found interesting beyond that in the news clip there is the little tidbit about the news team seems to know the persons that were at that home Mm -hmm. that night and saying that, Hey, we've reached out to these people and they've not responded to us. None of them have provided statements to us. None of them have taken our questions. None of them have done interviews. And what's very interesting about that captain, that which of course we were suspicious of to begin with, you know, we believe I don't, I shouldn't speak for both of us, but I believe that there was some type of party or gathering there that night. Yeah. And so to me, that tells me that it's more than just Durante Martin and one of James Wade's daughters or his daughter there at the home that night, that there were other people there. And I'm basing this off of that little nugget provided to us by KSDK news that says, Hey, we've contacted these people and they've not responded to us. Well, we clearly hear them talking to James Wade. So he's not on that list of people that haven't responded to them. There are other people and Wade could be the quote unquote spokesperson for the Wade household. And I would be fine with that. But this is an indicator to me that there were several other people there that night. It's basically a confirmation that that is in fact what was going on. But these people remain silent. Now, is that at the request of law enforcement or is this at the suggestion of legal counsel that any of these people may have? That would be interesting to know. And further, 
it seems like no one has a problem. And this is much with what we see in any community or society in our society these days where people don't have a problem posting things online, making accusations, spreading rumors online. But when someone wants to get them on record, they're not willing to do so. Yeah. This one is very tough because I, I don't see the motivation for him to commit suicide again, unless he was on some kind of drug that would cause some psychosis if he ingested that drug uh, willingly, then then he we have to, and we're all responsible for our own actions. Now, if somebody gave him that, you know, put that in a drink, or uh, told him it was something else, oh, smoke this uh, weed, and it was, you know, methamphetamine or, or something like that, and a suicide then took place. To me. Uh, that's not a suicide. It's an assisted suicide. And, and there needs to be people responsible for that. And the big piece of evidence is where you have a coroner coming forward and saying, look, I think he was shot at a distance two to three uh, feet, maybe further away. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like if you look at his house, it looks like a one story house. They say the attic. I think uh, the reason why they say that is because if, the majority of your walls are slanted on your upstairs, Hmm. then it's not considered a two story. So my house, for example, is considered a one and a half story because my upstairs is most of the walls are slanted. So yes, it looks like there was a, a room upstairs. Now, two pieces of evidence. One, he was shot at a distance, but two, we find him in, a closet that 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 we should clear up is rumor right that's not uh, anybody's we don't know that for that to be yeah uh, a fact but i think it's very possible especially at the age of these individuals that it could have been an accident somebody was playing with mr wade's gun or had a gun themselves that they were playing with he ends up getting shot they then move move him or leave him wherever and uh, place the gun in his hand and and walk away. And now everybody, same story. He committed suicide. I think that's very likely. Um, I, and again, with the cops, I would love to just throw them under the bus completely and say they're giant piles of shit. But I think their major mistake was coming out and having initial findings just keep your mouth shut until you have more evidence because now they're backpedaling and they might come to a different a way different conclusion after more investigation but you already stuck your foot in your mouth with your initial findings the other thing too when we call people out for being irresponsible or organizations for being irresponsible i would like i would like a clear explanation on why we don't have this young man's personal belongings. If in fact his family wanted them, that should that's their right. They should get his wallet, his shoes, his clothes, anything he had with him when he was found at the Wade house that night. You know, usually there's a a chain of custody on these items. There should be paperwork on taking this body in and um housing it and then releasing it to the mortuary. Somebody dropped the ball. I don't know 
why when protocols and things are set up where there are supposed to be a paper trail that all of a sudden the paper trail disappears when when people and actions are called into question so i that seems incredibly irresponsible i know it's something really small and very kind of generic amongst this larger story but it's always disappointing when you hear things of that nature i would expect the mortuary to be a responsible entity I would expect a county coroner's office to be of the utmost responsible of entities. And that did not happen in this case for, and we can see that based off of what we know to be true here, that those items were in fact lost somewhere, somehow. Well, and also the lack of communication between the sheriff's department and his family you know, you it's disrespectful. Yeah, and amongst other a whole list of other words, but uh, it's 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 very disrespectful. Yeah, to the deceased and to his family. And then here's the other big question. You know, we can sit here and analyze this and put everything under the microscope as much as we want. I applaud his family for doing the due diligence that they could with getting this second autopsy. Yeah. I think that was a, 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 a um, move of genius of brilliance on their behalf. I would like to know more about the phone. I'm hoping that they're, they're sending off the phone to get its own autopsy. Uh, so to speak, the thing, the really big question I have here, you know, when we question all these things, why was he in the attic? Why was he at this home to begin with? Who did he go with? Other than this name, Zach, we don't really have any other names or information that seem to pop up. Was this violent offender present at the party? How many people were there? What was actually going on that night? We can sit and we can kick through that as much as we want. Yeah. Or what kind of drugs were being taken? If there were drugs at all. And the the biggest thing that we don't need to kick through that we know to be true that is a huge question mark and it and points toward something other than what we're being told happened is Durante's cell phone. When it's returned to his mother, Erica, she says that his calls are gone. His texts are gone. The phone was scrubbed clean. Why? Why? If everything that happened that we're being told by the witnesses, because again, that's, that's the only way that the sheriff's department can get their preliminary evidence, right? That must be what they're referring to as preliminary evidence, the witness statements. So if everything we're being told by the witnesses is in fact true, and it was so true that the sheriff's department bought it and sold it on their Facebook page, and if everything the Wades are saying are true, and if everything the coroner, the original autopsy findings are true that this young man killed himself, then there is no reason at all that his phone should have been scrubbed. I have no, I cannot believe for a second and refuse to do so that this young man wiped his phone clean and then killed himself. It just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't pass the sniff test. Oh, the old sniffer. Because if there weren't drugs at that party, and if there weren't drugs involved in this incident as it pertains to Durante, if there wasn't 
a setup on this kid, whether it be to jump him, beat him up, or otherwise, there's no need to scrub that phone. Like you said, that's probably the biggest piece of evidence that makes me go, suicide doesn't feel right here. Mm -hmm. Again, we're not mental health experts, and if you're dealing with any mental health issues, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. And of course, we are all hoping that very soon that we start to get some answers in this case, in Durante Martin's case, answers that are long overdue and very deserving to his family, that they can get the answers that they deserve from the Sheriff's Department and all of the agencies that have looked into this case. Reverend Daryl Gray and Durante Martin's family met recently with the Madison County prosecuting attorney who asked the Missouri attorney general's office to investigate Durante's death. A spokesman for the attorney general declined to comment as to whether the office would in fact get involved. So now all we can do is await the final determination of the Madison County Sheriff's Office investigation into Durante's death, which will hopefully shed some light on the tragic passing of this promising young man who had everything to live for. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Like always, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts and opinions. Go to truecrimegarage.com. And leave your comments on the blog. Colonel, do we have any recommended reading for the fine listeners this week? Anyone out there starving for some more Mind Hunter, the amazing Netflix series? Well, if you can't Never heard of it. wait any longer, I got a recommendation that might hold you over for a little bit. Check out In the Killer's Shadow, the FBI's hunt for a white supremacist serial killer by John Douglas and Mark Olshaker, the author's of Mind Hunter, which of course is the real life basis of the TV series, but an added bonus. We are recommending the audio version of In the Killer Shadow, as this is narrated by Holt McCallany, the actor who plays Bill Tench on Mind Hunter. So make sure you check that out and join us back here in the garage next week for a new case. And until then, be good, be kind, and don't listen. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.